killed your boss! We can come, we can, we can bring chat back. Every Azorius dream. <laughs> Every Holy nightmare. Moly. That means we become the boss. Oh yeah. We're a little, we're a little short on this session, as I was always planned it to be, because you never, because I was like, eh, it's basically a fight. Hmm. So if any, I don't know, we could, I don't know, if anybody's got any questions, burning other or otherwise. Uh, Skova and Nog eventually do go out on a date. <laughs> How does it go? Uh, well, yeah. No, but then, but Nog has to fit it in between what I assume are. Uh, latrine duties for probably the next couple of months. <laughs> you get no chocolate pudding. No! And you do definitely have to clean the, the latrine. And Commander Acker just does that at you. <laughs> when she sees you for a couple months. She's like, ah, oh, that power went to his head. So hmm. young. She's like, what does, it, what does Willander do after this? He like goes back and shows the news article to Grandma. And she's like, see? I saved Ravnica. And I got to fight a fire pig. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she says, good for you. Now let's talk about you running the, the Izvir Umik retreat because you're my only competent grandchild. <sighs> yeah, maybe, maybe Molander's like, that's enough adventure. Like, I literally saved all of Ravnica. What else am I going to do after this? And just settles down and happily runs the spa. Hmm. You end up uh, meeting up, still having a just a, a, a friendship with benefits with your Rakdos friend. What does Avenir do? I think Avenir takes all his banked ETO, <laughs> and uh, he has a friend who works in uh, New Prov, who's going on assignment for about a month and needs someone to house sit for her. Oh, okay. So he goes to the tenth district for a couple of couple of weeks with his ETO. Invites her in, and they uh, go and see the. Ex she's able to get tickets to the explicit maze. <laughs> Ooh. Very nice. Enor, now that everything's all wrapped up for you. Well, I probably end up going down to talk with Vogos about getting some of those mushrooms that he had and growing elsewise. <laughs> oh yeah. And accidentally right. takes a pocket full of them over to some of the eastern districts during a vacation and is arrested for a good long time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, weird Enor! <laughs> Goes to jail for dr wow. Uh, uh, Kathleen, out yes. of curiosity, what would have happened had had we not interrupted the spell? Uh, he would have called forth Ilharg the Razebore, mm. but it, but he needed to he needed to uh, he needed to concentrate on it for ten rounds, mm. uh, which was very unlikely considering how many people were going to come in and do physical combat, and he had to make a con save of 10, and he's got a plus 6 to con. Sure. Or no, a plus 4 to con. I'm sorry, I just rolled very badly. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, uh, to, uh, to not have his, uh, his damage taken. Uh, he actually could have hit a lot of you way worse. I was not oh, rolling yeah. well tonight. Oh, yeah. I think all of us had a little no. bit of trouble. Like, that fight went on, we were just, it was literally like... He had a lot every of HP. Yeah, well, and everybody was, like, squished into this, like, tiny office, and, like, <laughs> people keep piling on into it, and they're like, nobody can swing their swords anymore. Well, this being the first time I've ever played a wizard, I'm now very acutely aware of why people say don't play a wizard at low levels. Wow, that after uh, no rest between the last two sessions meant all of my good spells were locked off. Mm. And also, you I was rolling like terrible. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to picture, do we still hang out after the campaign is done? And I can see Molander like trying to contact you two all the time and just being straight ghosted. Yes. And I'm like kind of 50-50 on whether Nog would hang out just out of pity. I think Avenir would definitely hang out with Molander. Yeah, he would go for Beaujour. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm ghosting you because I'm in prison. But once <laughs> I get once I get out, yeah, I'm sure I'll join you for a good feast or two. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I, I do enjoy your food. Yay. Hmm. Just, uh, yeah, I'd say Nog and Scova maybe go to the spa. The spa. Yay. Or something like that. Have a spa day. Oh, you use the friend discount. Yeah. And Scova's suitably impressed that you know somebody who can get you into this super high end spa. Yeah. Uh, That's how you get a second date. I definitely think Avenir gets a promotion after all this, by the way. <gasps> Yay! I, and I think Avenir's just really disappointed that the brown ribbon of acknowledgement is only good at chain restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you can definitely take it into, like, a Boston pizza mm -hmm. or an ABC family restaurant. We did try at that one little, uh, if you act, that's the run with Bistro around mm. the corner, but... That's how we found out. Yeah, it does. You can't use it at Sausage Plus Bun in Abdina no. Hills or anything. The brown ribbon of acknowledgement. How perfectly mundane. Yeah, it's. I needed to pick a color that wasn't associated with a guild. Hmm. So hmm. in my head canon, that all of the non-guild affiliated people tend to wear a lot of brown. That's really funny. right. Like, right, so right. It's the color of like business suits oh, right, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say we have an amazing sausage party. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a good sausage party. Hmm. Uh, what I like about this campaign is that I had I had set it up. There's a lot of other exciting, interesting things going on. Like it could easily have been where you play through as Vogos and Clintock against the uh, sure against mm. the corrupt Simic organization, mm. or even mm -hmm. as uh, a fairly heroic uh, reporter Franca, who through various GMing things was able to maintain not getting into a fight because yeah, <laughs> she's point, got like no HP. If at any point you would like started like you you started like interviewing each of us, Nog was going to do like that. Well, uh, Coach, we're, we're, we're like Coach yeah. says, we're going out there. We're giving it a hundred percent percent. Sometimes the other team just sports a little harder than we do. Yeah. Thank you, Gazi and uh, and Matt Selesnya for their uh, their support. They're they're really behind me here. Yeah. yeah. And do like the full sports boy thing. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, what happened oh. to Beppis? Beppis eventually went to Capaza Dirac University and then went to go home and live in Kurnong. Uh, because that is where his family is, and uh, that uh, he likes it there. What about yeah. the two? He, he sets all. He's uh, he he writes about two and a half novels a year, all of them set in Nongkor, <laughs> and uh, dealing with horror events mm -hmm. around there. Mm -hmm. What was probably the your favorite thing that you prepared that we never got to do because we just steered away from stuff? Because mm -hmm. you prepared a lot. Yeah. Like you're like there was this thing that I wanted you to do and you never did. I had a whole thing set up uh, where I assumed that, that you guys would hunt down this drug dealer and bring him to justice and not just try to buy mushrooms off oh. him. And it was going to be another heroic thing that Amola Rosler mentioned, the, yeah. the, how you guys were involved in this big drug oh. bust. And it was going to like really impact the Psychedelic Music Appreciation Club at Capatza Dirac, right? <laughs> but it never happened because it didn't, because you were just like, cool. You know, bought some mushrooms and yeah. we let him go. <laughs> I, think, I think if Nog had been a little bit of a different, like Boros, like mm -hmm. uh, like Legion member, he might have been like like truth, just and justice, and we must like you know beat do all the things on the law. But he was like Nog is more of a, you know what? There's a lot of bad things going on. I'm gonna stick with the one thing instead mm -hmm. of trying to get too much on my plate, and we'll do this one thing real good. Avenir's very good at compartmentalizing things. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You know, wants to buy drugs, let him. I, I think we all misinterpreted how much of a hedonist Enor was going to be, including myself. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I, 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 I think Enor's a lot older than everyone else in the party, too, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he's riding it out to retirement. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. 
what are some other questions if we have any? Is there are we allowed to like talk about like a future of like dice friends and stuff like that or like what's? Uh, I think our future of dice friends is that we are definitely doing more dice friends, but mm -hmm. we're going on a bit of a break because a lot of us are going to like con con con, mm -hmm. uh, and we're talking about when what we'll be doing next. Dice Friends is going to return, certainly on the Loading Ready Run channel, by the way, which is twitch.tv slash Loading Ready Run. If you're not a member of our community and you like what we saw, we do this Monday nights at 5, but not like every single week. Uh, and hopefully we come back to the D&D channel at some point for more excellent D&D. Maybe mm -hmm. for a Christmas special. I love the idea of doing a Christmas special with these people, because it is, of course, the second of Zimisker, which is the Ravnican analog of December. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a good question. What are the character alignments? Um, well, I can certainly, so, this was one thing I did want to share. Uh, Kathleen actually made, like, the character sheet for Valencia. And it's a very good character sheet, <laughs> uh, where it's got, uh, class and level, dog, background, dog, race, doggo, alignment, lawful good, languages, can speak to other dogs. <laughs> it never came up. Yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> it was very, and you actually, like, and you, you made, like, encouraging boof and... Battle Bork and excellent training. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Valencia had a bunch of con uh, had a bunch of uh, custom abilities. As did Obort, who was casting. If you're a fan of Magic: The Gathering, you will notice he was casting casting spells from the most recent set. Yeah, Cindervines. Mm. Uh, yeah. Cindervines. He had Flames of the Raised Boar, Burst of Strength, which I translated as uh, target creature gets plus two to its next attack roll, goes next in initiative, and deal a plus two damage if they hit. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which is untap creature, give a plus 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 one plus mm. one. So I was trying to. The, the, the defense bonus doesn't really work in D&D, &D, the way right. combat works. Um, yeah, he knew counterspell and dispel magic I as well. I didn't realize that's what people called you when you were Molan Dog. When you were crawling through the sewers and whatnot, oh you were my Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, could have that's, that's to good. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, if you tried talking to Valencia, she'd be like, so what's your deal? Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Are you okay? Like, You could I'm... have talked to Valencia. Wow. Yeah. I that's would have amazing. been Valencia. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> uh. That's so good. That's mm -hmm. so funny. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, the Molander is definitely like neutral good. Mm. Just not really lawful or chaotic. Just just good. Mm -hmm. With his own internal morality as mm -hmm. opposed to anything else. Mm -hmm. are, are you chaotic neutral, Enor? <laughs> I took lawful neutral, but to be honest, I write the laws. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's good. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Avenir is also neutral good. Yeah. Not lawful? Didn't... Not lawful good. He, mm -hmm. uh, he, he probably started off lawful good and then just constant exposure to bureaucracy mm. has made him more uh, willing to find his own paths th through mm -hmm. things. Yeah, Nog is like loosely uh, chaotic uh, good. Yeah. Glorious here says, a little disappointed we didn't see a Demir or Simic spy among the players. Well, I had briefly entertained the idea of making somebody a Demir spy, and I was like, I should make it Melander. And then I was like, eh, why? Mm. I mean, that would have been a heck of a... But what's the point? Right? Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone called it so long ago, there would have been a surprise. Yeah. One thing that kind of rationalized in my head, if Melander was going to be a Demir spy, would have been him not knowing. Well, it would have... Like, why does the Demir know everything? It was just like, I was just chatting with my best friend. I just tell her everything. And they're like, what? Yeah, she just asks questions and like, we're so good. I just tell her everything that's like on my mind and what we're doing. And 
it's great having a best friend. It, it would like, have really explained why, like, you were doing, like, the, the entangling, like, like giving disadvantage. Like, oh, a lot of my fights God. And stuff like that, like... It, I, it, I don't have any abilities. I was trying to do I was trying to do tactical spells because mm -hmm. I couldn't do any damage. Right, right, right. So you, you try and create a scenario where mm -hmm. ideally they get disadvantage and we get advantage, and mm -hmm. it just never works. That's actually a very interesting point because in choosing, I was complaining earlier about my spells, and in choosing my spells, I was really trying to choose spells that would be used by a law mage who is basically there to just seal things off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which may have bit me in the back in terms of actual D&D combat, but I think it was at least still flavorful. I mean, you the did, the, the lock thing when we got into the fight with like Jesse and James yeah. and the... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. now and then it kind oh, of yeah, Team out. Rocket. Team Rocket, yeah, yeah, that was stealing from the spa. I mean, I took so many, I took so many druid spells, like I have Entangle, Create Water, Fog Cloud, Pass Without Trace, Gust of Wind. Mm -hmm. Like, those sound so great. As a DM, I want to say, ban Pass Without Trace, because it's very boring. <laughs> because, like, there was all sorts of exciting things that could have happened to you in the sewers of like monsters that have popped out at you but did you just cast past without trace i'm like all right well i guess my two spinal centipedes don't come down and attack you because you've bothered them during mating season mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well i mean i think you have to as a as a as a magic user you have to balance like between the two kind of a thing like i've always been of the, under the impression that like uh like fighters like if you're going to build them to be able to do out of combat stuff you really fall into like more of a role play aspect of it and stuff because like fighters don't necessarily have a tremendous amount of abilities that are good outside or, or do anything um so it's like while nog was definitely not as good as he probably could have been in combat it was nice to be able to do things outside of combat because yeah. this was a very not combat heavy uh um thing but it was also pretty integral i think that nog was like a fighter for the party to fulfill sort of his role. Yeah, so. I mean, there's not no combat, but the whole thing was designed that you could get every single every single signature without fighting anyone. The exception being the gruel, who just fight because that's what they do. That's like their that's like their way of showing respect as they have Ooh. a little fight with you. Mm -hmm. But like they were, that was a play fight. But right. everybody else, you could have gone in like you know swords out and been like sign this, and it just would have made everything tremendously harder for you. Yeah. But you mm -hmm. didn't, and because it wasn't that kind of campaign. Mm -hmm. Except for Obort. Obort wasn't going to give up. Uh, he'd worked very hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured as soon as... Uh, yeah. And just no he attempt was... to hide it. He's like, yes, I'm going to kill you all. And... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've got, oh. to, I've got to do it or die trying. Yeah, yeah finally had my fill. A couple of people were asking in chat about your DM process. Yeah. Where did uh, this inspiration come from? I... Why sausages? Well, I think it's funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Check. And I just wanted to make a very rich world where Check. you would mm -hmm. make a lot of where you would meet a lot of people who were real people with their own motivations and everybody related back to the story in some way mm -hmm. uh, which obviously can make the world feel very small but I modeled the sixth district after a lot of real life places like mm -hmm. uh, the actual just ma major metropolitan part of it is, is modeled after uh, after um, after Victoria and all of like the all the discussions we're having around with like development and gentrification and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and then the first district with all the apples and stuff was I modeled after my memories of the Dandenong Ranges in Australia, mm -hmm. and uh, the Undercity was just like those very dense uh, Japanese neighborhoods you see in mm -hmm. Japan because I've yeah. been to Japan as well. Just to give it a slightly different flavor, which is why all the uh, desserts that you guys bought at the school fair were Asian inspired. Uh, but, like, there was no real, like, sort of connection to anything other than that. Just, like, um, drawing on my imagination for what these places would look like and 
I, and I, stuff. I just imagine after a couple more months and the Undercity starts to get gentrified a little more, the name changes to like, instead of, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Cozina Depths. Cozina Depths. It's like uh, Lower uh, Groshan Heights. Lower Groshan <laughs> Heights, yeah. Well, I like to... like how Esquimalt's become West West Vic. Yeah, yeah. I put a lot of work into figuring out what the neighborhood names would mean, but also mm -hmm. imply some sort of like, like physical depths, which is why it was Cozina Depths and Dajel Gorge were mm -hmm. the name of the neighborhoods, whereas like Goshan Heights and you know uh, North Yescu, trying to sound like other things. Mm -hmm. uh, I also um, cool. what happened to King Zycor and the Warbore? They went on tour again. They're very prolific. Yeah, they, uh, we heard about them. Were they in? Where's uh, 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 Ruby, uh, Mox Ruby's campaign? Uh, 10th the District. Oh, so okay, they, went yeah. all, they went all the way over to the 10th District, probably stopping at a few shows. Hmm. They played a psychedelic music festival. <laughs> I, I have to say that this has been one of my like, more favorite d and like campaigns that I've done, specifically because I like the idea of we are so unimportant hmm. in this. We're not doing anything. Like To us, getting this job done is like a big deal. Right. and whatnot, right? But in the grand scheme of Ravnica, like, nobody cares. About, yeah. Like, half, half the people that are supposed to be, like, like you know, mini-bosses or Pokemon gyms or whatever, right? Like, the stops along the way of the signatures, people are like, oh, yeah, all right, here. Like, yeah, that, so that's why you're here? Yeah. yeah. Seriously? <laughs> but what I wanted to do was, like, everybody that you met mm -hmm. had a very, a minor, but important to them, and important to Ravnica as a whole story that they were telling. Yeah, like, definitely. Bogos yeah. and Clintock were saving uh, a beautiful park and an entire neighborhood from being crapped on, sort of literally, mm -hmm. right? Um, the the whole thing with whatever happened with the uh, with the Zycor clan back in the Great Fire of 41 and stuff right. like that was like this whole story that I had worked out the broad strokes of that, you, that we didn't need to go into, but I needed to work out the internal logic for how you could find a clan of gruel people that wouldn't kill you on site. Yeah. And like uh, Professor uh, Imperator Andros was the person who negotiated this peace agreement with them right. and allowed them to have a flourishing and musical society and sort of contribute back to to Ravnica as a whole, and like you know, even Franca is very like you know uh, quite quite you know noble in her own sort of getting the scoop and making herself look good kind of way. Right. And the Masaaki Guerrilla Theater Troupe for sort of translating all of the issues that are going on and like putting that and like using social commentary, which mm -hmm. is why which is like sort of you could have done those sessions in any order. The the only sessions that were fixed were the were the first two and the last two. Once you go, or the last three, once you go to talk to Amola at the Demir, at the newspaper, which was modeled on the Prince George This Week, which is a newspaper <laughs> I worked at. No. Uh, and uh, once you started talking to her, you were locked into the end course of the sure. whole thing. And then the first two setting up. But you could have visited like the Rakdos and the Gruul yeah. and the Orzov in any order. So you might have found out a little sooner about what was going on in the 6th District and stuff like that mm. with the whole Zonot. And it all worked out. It like just behind the scenes, funny. which which you never got to see because it wasn't on camera. Kathleen would be like, "Where do you want to go next week?" And it was up to us, and we'd be like, "Okay, well, uh, probably makes sense to get our guilds out of the way first. You know, like right. let's do let's do Selesnya pretty early, and we move that up. You know, like oh well, we just made this contact with the is it? Let's let's go mm -hmm. there, and and that was that was really neat. A lot of freedom awarded there, which probably made your job harder because you weren't like, no, it has to be this order. Well, I made that, I made made you play through half of it under my order. But sure. The, um, hey, Kathleen. Yes. The chat, the the lure chat, really wants to know if Vogos ever paid that exorbitant bill. Absolutely Ooh. not. It wasn't addressed to him. 
Mm. It was just dressed to a go gory buffoon, and they get all sorts of junk put into the suggestion <laughs> box all the time. But at least I delivered the note, and yes. that's what counts. That's See, what they asked us to do. Yeah, yeah. and in the end, I feel that uh, Babalax and his mola build it back to the 6th District C Chamber of Commerce because, you know, the, the whoever broke their thing didn't get, didn't pay for it, but it was like, you know, an act of vandalism that wasn't entirely covered by insurance, but, you know, as the underwriter of the entire project, that the Chamber of Commerce is ultimately on the hook for it. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. screw those guys. <laughs> and they give us the brown ribbon of acknowledgement. I, I laughed for 20 it, minutes after actually, I came Actually, it's so good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, and to that to end, actually, I want to address those people who were asking where the anime joke was this episode. It was in the, uh, the epilogue. I was going to say, it was right at the start. Didn't you just do one? No, or? no, it was, oh. it, was, it was right at the end there because the fact that I was arrested for carrying mushrooms into the Eastern District meant that they had in the Eastern District to take my name off of the ASURSS 2309-7619 until they could republish it without my name. Because the Eastern Districts are very, very, mm. uh, very touchy about there. Mm. Did you deliberately try to insert an anime reference that wasn't just organically you? No, no. But, I'm, but now I'm retconning that. Did you put an anime reference into every episode? Yes. No. No, no I, I don't think, I think he... we got most of them, yes. I, I... It, was, it was never, for those who might care, it was never intentional. It was very good. Do the PCs keep their Undercity costumes? Absolutely. And their, but they don't get to keep their Rakdos costumes. And Mo didn't have a Rakdos outfit because I knew that Serge would be missing the session, so I told Featherweight he didn't need to draw one. Because mm. why would I make him do a bunch of work that we wouldn't see, right? Uh, yeah, I, th I think Featherweight mentioned that the, that Nog's costume was originally going to be Molander's, and that Nog's initial plan was um, a circus strongman. Uh, oh, okay. Like with the big handlebar mustache. Mm. I mean, I'm very happy with how it came yeah. down to it in the end. Oh, um, really. So oh, I, you, you, I, can, I got you to... can you can picture that in your mind, chat. Yeah. I, I still haven't went and watched Zardoz. Is that one that I can just give a skip? No, it's no. It's you essential. should watch it. It's really yeah, good. It's yeah. Actually, okay, it's not. It you, is. You, okay, I'm gonna say Kathleen Devere, Zardoz, really good. Well, 2019. It's really good to know what essential, it's like. Essential. Essential. Okay. It is yeah, the word. It is the best non-canonical James Bond film. Now it's, now he's lying to you. I believe him. I mean, isn't that the Thomas Crown Affair? But like, uh, <laughs> um, it, Zardos is utterly batshit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's. I'll have to check it out. It came from a time when experimentation in film was something that we still did as a mm. society. How do you think your characters are going to fare during the War for the Spark? So this is, uh, I did want to mention, I want to say, I want to give a uh, thank you to uh, Dale Friesen, who, when I was like, Dale, I do not know what to do for the Selesnia. I do not even know what the Selesnia do. Dale helped me brainstorm some ideas for this, and it, it started out as more like an arranged marriage thing, and it sort of just sort of blossomed into this, like, you know, anime Hot Springs episode. <laughs> But also, like, you know, resolving family tension. And uh, my friend Erica, who uh, I talked with about, I was like, how do I make all of the things that I want to do and fit it into the 10th district, which is what is in the actual Ravnica guidebook and has all these things and all these people and all these, like, important things that are happening. And the whole point of the whole thesis of this campaign is average people who are not involved in saving the world still do important and useful things for society and work hard and a society is better for their contributions right mm. the whole the world is not saved by five or six people who are planeswalkers the world is saved by everybody working hard and trying their best sure mm. um, and everybody 
that we met in the campaign was trying their best uh, to do their own things, um, whether yeah, that was I, ruining the world or stealing some herbs. Like, I, I imagine the legislation we passed actually does improve quality of Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, normal people by a not in zero amount. Yeah, people are not getting sick and having to get random replacements for their show. Yeah. Whatnot, right? Like, yeah. That, was, that was a... That was a literal uh, repercussion of the current state of sausage that we saw we in it. Yeah, right. the, 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 the poor sausage regulation, or poor extant, or the decamillennial encased meat standard yes. almost killed us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was, yeah, there, this was like, and so I'd like to think during War of the Spark, because this is, I talked to Erica and like, I talk, uh, and she was very patient at letting me babble at her for like probably 45 minutes, and she's just like, I mean, I think you kind of know what you want to do with this campaign, Kathleen, just put it in a completely fictionalized setting. And I was like, you're right. And I just moved everything out, and it just fixed all of the problems I was having, mm. trying to hammer everything in. And then I had complete freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. Mm. There's a lot um, of places. So they're all fine, because nobody knows about the 6th District. It's a, it's safe inside our brains. Avenir is actually crushed by a piece of masonry. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, mm. And I also want to say thank you to Allison Lurs who works at Wizards of the Coast, and who I DM'd multiple times to check facts about Ravnican law, because, as you know, she is one of the people, she's a senior narrative designer there, knows all sorts of stuff. So questions good. like, what do the Selesnia do? Were literally questions I asked her, because it's honestly not super clear from reading the book. No. Mm. <laughs> Valencia right. Spark is ignited, yeah. yeah. Oof. The secret planeswalker <laughs> in the group wants you all along. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, Cam, I can't let you kill off Avenir because, <laughs> okay. like I like I said, I reserve the right to to sort of bring you guys back for some sort of holiday special around <laughs> actual holidays. Yeah. I just imagine like some like Avenir just like walks out of a building with a cup of coffee and then like it collapses and then like two years later when they're rebuilding it, somebody's like, "Oh, found another one." <sighs> what do the Selesnia do? They're like a religious organization. Yeah, yeah. The weird. The, so like. Celestia make a lot of sense mechanically as a magic card. Mm -hmm. They breed prolifically. Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, try and do peaceful harmony, but when that doesn't work, they attack by numbers. How do you make a role-playing character out of that? So, uh, so Melander came from the point of view of okay, I don't, I'm, I tend to be a fairly like PG PG thirteen human. So the idea of just being like, yeah, let's get it on, isn't really my style. Right. Uh, so instead of this like very very gentle recruitment of like, come join the Selesnia, we're like a big family, this will be great, and sort of this implied prolific nature of like, let them grow, let them get bigger, you're a big family, it's very nice and it's very welcoming, mm. um, while also being this huge hippie. Well, like, mm. I, I, I think the Selesnia Conclave works in that, like, they work kind of uh, orthogonally to all the other guilds, who all do a thing, right? Like, everyone else does a thing, yeah. whereas the Selesnia have access to um, the only extant bounty of Ravnica, right? When you've got the nature god as the center of your civilization, you actually just kind of live in a post-scarcity civilization while everyone else is trying to, like, Because everybody else is eating five. this Golgari gruel. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you're just like, why don't you just come live with us and you just pick food off the tree and you go to sleep under the tree and you don't have to worry about any of that. Unless, mm -hmm. unless somebody tries to F with us and then we all take up swords and drill them. Then we summon yeah. the worms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Release the worms. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I every this was all everything was just a much milder version of what you see on the magic hmm. cards. I figured the magic cards are all the most Ooh. exciting, most dangerous things. Militaristic that happen. hippie commune. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Um, but like this is this is. This is like Ravnican society is ostensibly supposed to have stood for ten thousand years, but the way that's represented in the magic cards would not work. So I was like, okay, from a point of like, let's just all get along. How does this work? And I figured it was more just like a lot of people being mm -hmm. like, you're weird, but we all work together. Seventy percent of the time, it kind of felt we were like we were in some sort of unRavnica set. The mm, the biggest great. the biggest thing that I had to deal with is I'm very familiar with magic cards. I'm very familiar mm -hmm. with the ten guilds, and that is everything that's there. Something that the magic cards don't do a great job of talking about is the guildless. Right. The fact that not everybody is part of this, not everybody is in there. There are people who just live in this world. And I was like, how what is it like to be born into the into a guild? You're like, no, 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 you can that's not the case. You could join one. I'm like, what? That just like blew my mind. The 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 concept of, yes, this is a city that works, and a lot of people tend to go for these guilds because they do stuff, but there are it's it's part of a whole world and it's just like whoa whoa mm. uh, and then suddenly approaching of what would you do if a guild was a job you applied for mm. really changed a lot of mentality because i'm always like no you live and you die and you fight and it's like that's very a very different way to approach it and i was like oh interesting well that's the thing is i think when we look at magic cards and whatnot everything is a um, like a hyperbolized version mm -hmm. of how that guild tends to function in a day-to-day -day sort of basis. Right. Well, when you have two hundred cards, yeah, you got to build a world. Yeah, you right? got to make like, the thing happen, right? But so, so that's why, like the sixth district and probably any other district other than the tenth and whatnot are, mm -hmm. are like probably like, like, like I guess a, a more accurate representation of what the. Um, what the everyday life. What the everyday is. life of a Ravnikin is, in a way, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. It's like Boros are not like. Like militaristic drill, you like yeah. you know stand up straight soldier kind of a thing. Yeah, They're yeah. just like They're we're the like cops. we're the beat cops, you know, yeah. like trying to show trying me to... your Boros face. Yeah, you know, uh... it's not all like that, and and, and the, not all the Demirs are stabby backstabby people. Some of them are just like, you know, I want to go in write my journalistic piece or you know about. Well, I mean, the... like canonically now, the Demir is the guild of like couriers and librarians and reporters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like a lot of that is like taken from like the book. And just like, okay, so what's the logical extension of that? Well, they're not all going to be spies. A lot of them are just going to be reporters who are creepily good at their jobs, right? Because mm -hmm. they can turn themselves into shadows, yeah. right? Oh, also, uh, there was one question that was like, why is Avenir named the future without any divination abilities? And I didn't name him after the, the, the French word for future. I named him after the typeface, which is <laughs> named after the future. Uh, it was either Avenue. He has a cousin Garamond, yeah, and as another the, cousin as, Ampersand. Who, as the uh, mug I grabbed today says, uh, sometimes I get emotional over fonts. <laughs> oh Kanye! Oh Kanye! Uh, so it's a humanist font. Yeah, I hope everybody had fun. I hope everybody enjoyed it. A couple people asking questions again about if they could uh, play through this. Yes, we will definitely do that. And also, I'm going to get the loading ready run account to tweet with a spoiler warning nice. the last page of the sixth district times picayune which nice. i had a lot of fun writing because i did work as a journalist uh so uh, i'll be very sad next monday yeah. it's like all right it's time to <sighs> well you know what i think i think hopefully uh someday we get to come on back and do uh do more stuff out here on the D, &D channel mm -hmm. and stuff yeah, if you uh, like this campaign, please tell everybody at D&D uh, &D how much you enjoyed it yeah. and how great it was. And tell your friends mm -hmm. uh, to watch it. 
Uh, hmm. It's only it's only ten sessions, so it's a small. It's not a huge time investment for like a D and D campaign, which sometimes yeah, can just be like hundreds of hours. It's yeah. it's it's bingeable in our Netflix world. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, Heather's already putting that on. If H so. Benjamin D and D doesn't hear about me, then I'll consider your job unfinished. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how you see content like coming back and whatnot of this nature and whatnot is 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 your guys' input. Yeah, mm -hmm. and stuff. So please. <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think uh, we're yeah. You can find the bods online at Loading Ready Run. Tell wizards you liked it. Uh, I want to see flavor text reference the sausage standard. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, that would be like the peak. Like I, yeah. Somehow. Or return to return to Ravnica. Is there some sort of sausage vendor card? Yeah. When, oh my when, god. In twenty nine or. Azorius flavor text I almost said in 2019, it. as if that's the future. The far off yeah, yeah. world of 2019. In, yeah. 2025. in 2025, when we have Ravnica Reborn. Yeah. Then, yeah. Just even like a flavor text that references the, 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 the ASUS, whatever, D -D 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 standard. Mm -hmm. But with no context, just that we'll know. You'll, we'll know. Mm. All right. Anyways. So, yeah. So, if you like this, please uh, give us a follow on Twitch and on YouTube. And uh, Dice Friends will return in uh, a few weeks with an all-new campaign and an all-new DM. Uh, so thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. And I hope everybody had a great time with Bylaw and Order. Bye, Bye guys. Fun. Bye. Listen.